Hey, I'm Paul Maxwell, content strategist at Tithely, and today we're going to talk about the seven ways that the business world has revolutionized church leadership. Here we go. Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient, and powerful for the kingdom of God. The church world has always been affected by the business world, right? From the printing press to the iPhone, the technological advancements of the business world have revolution, rather revolutionized the way that, that the churches are able to advance the mission to which God has called them, in particular, in their local communities, right? So often, churches that are late adopters of the cutting-edge business tools and insights of the corporate world come to a very swift end as their preferred legacy technology is outphased, and there can often be a direct one-to-one correlation between those two things. Here in this video, we're going to detail critical business insights and tools that churches should be using today which came from the business world, so that your church has every opportunity not only to survive, but to thrive and grow in the next age of technological and strategic advancement and evolution. So today we're going to go into some new tools that your church should be using so that it's an early adopter to all the next phase of technology that's going to be revolutionizing church growth. Number one, analytics dashboards. So without data, or rather without a data capturing tool, you don't have any analytics. Right. And the more information you have, the better you are able to serve and grow your membership base. Right. You want that granular data, but you also want that macro data. And you want a tool that can do both. Businesses use enterprise solutions to get every bit of data possible about their business, their customers, their products, their efficiency and their strengths and weaknesses in order to improve the quality of their final product, cut the fat from the production process and increase profit. Churches are likewise beginning to utilize these enterprise analytics uh, and, and the solutions that actually provide them to you to better understand their congregations and leadership teams in, in, in order to improve their workflow, their outreach, their mission. So it, it increases efficiency and effectiveness in, in, in a variety of domains in your church. The primary tool for this specifically for churches is something like Tidely All Access, which comes with a church management software that serves as a backend for a custom church app to track engagement and giving, website, digital giving, events planning, text and email marketing, and more, all from a single sign-in, right? With a tool like Tidely, you can see all your church's data from a 30,000-foot view down to an exhaustive analytics display of each individual member's attendance, giving, participation in small group, community engagement, all those kinds of things, right? Which members were live streaming your service, which weren't, which were there. It's the ultimate multi-tool interface that gives churches access to the enterprise level analytics capabilities that are enabling modern businesses to thrive. Number two, you want a revenue growth priority, okay? Businesses understand money uh, isn't an inherent evil, quite the opposite, right? Money supplies organizations with opportunities, And companies can leverage those opportunities ethically or unethically, right? In the case of a healthy church that's fulfilling God's mission for them, more money translates into reaching more people for the kingdom of God, decreasing pain in the world, right? Uh, uh, Increasing the quality of pastoral care for the people that come to the church and increasing programs to serve the congregation and the community, like free counseling, child care, mercy and diaconal ministries, such as homeless outreach, right? Churches can sometimes be a little sheepish about money, right? Not not wanting to come off as money hungry or not wanting to accumulate financial assets due to a belief that maybe even poverty itself is like a kind of virtue, right? The Bible, of course, knows nothing of this mindset, right? God is very rich. <laughs> poverty is not itself a virtue since poverty simply is the lack of opportunity. 
God works through financial capital to open doors to ministry, and a church that doesn't prioritize the acquisition of financial assets makes its programs vulnerable to instability and plants its growth on the shaky ground of chance. Now, the business world is showing churches that smaller and smaller companies can leverage these insights of larger businesses to utilize stripped-down teams to produce enormous revenue in order to advance the mission of their for-profit organization, right? So while financial growth isn't the purpose of a church, directly speaking, it is a variable in the equation of every church's effectiveness regard, with regard to their mission. Because of this, churches should wisely implement sound financial insights from the business world to grow their wealth and take their mission to the next level. Number three, digital optimization. So in a digital economy, Organizations that don't become digitally skillful will ultimately perish. And this isn't so much a sad truth as it is just the nature of organizational life and death, right? Whatever, or rather, wherever people's attention is, the church must go there, right? To appeal to them. Like Gary, like Gary V says, like the business guru, right? I trade in attention and churches should do the same. This is not merely about digital competence. It's about optimized excellence, right? Creating an Instagram account for your church is a good first step, but it's not enough to check the box of digitally optimizing your church with excellence for the new world, right? Your church should be engaged in paid digital marketing focused on your local community's Google, Facebook, and Instagram search results. Your church should be building and deploying an excellent creative and communications team of volunteers and staff to make your digital presence pop and to make your digital outreach as extensive as it is, uh, as it can be while still being effective and also as effective as possible in multiple other domains. Number four, organizational professionalism. So churches could previously get by with uh, informal organizational and reporting structures. Uh, this, however, in our world is, is, is no longer the case. Okay. Churches must utilize human resources, right? HR tools in order to ensure their compliance with local state federal employment and workplace law. So this doesn't require a full-time HR person at every church, since there are many firms that outsource their HR expertise to churches at scale, which reduces the cost of fulfilling these necessary standards for many churches. However, it does mean that it is it, it is something that should be on the map and it's something you should be working diligently to achieve for your church, right? Implementing sound and modern HR talent in your church's organizational structure, whether as an employee or a corporation you partner with, is only a manifestation of a deeper necessary mindset. The church should be pursuing professionalism. Your church should be pursuing professionalism on every axis possible. The more the church looks, feels, and acts like a buttoned up corporation at the operational level, the more people will implicitly trust that church. There is a reason people tend to pause when giving their credit card information to churches, but they don't pause when giving it to Apple and Amazon and Starbucks. People trust big professional corporations because they're, they know the larger the corporation, the larger the liability. It's that simple. When they believe that there's accountability in an organization, they're more willing to participate in and share their private details with that organization in order to become a lifelong user. The same principle holds true for the church, right? The more your church excludes the substance and optics of organizational professionalism, the more willing new visitors will be to become members. And the more willing current members will be to give you their full buy-in to your vision for the church. Number five, you want to have enterprise solutions for your church, just like they do in the business world, right? The time of using one of your leaders like personal methods of hacking together five free tools 
that that day is over. All right, the time of enterprise solutions is upon us. A boutique solution is a tool produced by a small company, right? They might have like a single app or a small set of applications like an email or web hosting or or email marketing or, or text marketing, right? And is used in coordination with 10 or other 10 or 20 other boutique tools to create this fully equipped monstrosity, uh, you know, to to help manage all their members and volunteers and visitors, right? But an enterprise solution is a much larger tool, often coming at a higher cost that equips an organization with the most of the tools it needs in a single sign-on software, right? So whether your church uses boutique solutions or enterprise solutions, uh, you know, uh, to meet their needs indicates exactly how much they want to grow. So for example, your church might use a digital giving tool in coordination with a Squarespace website, in coordination with a MailChimp account, in coordination with some event planning tool like Calendly or something else, in coordination with an email software, yada, 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 on and on it goes, right? That's boutique. That won't scale, right? Because boutiques, uh, boutique softwares, their pricing models, when you have a lot of users, increases exponentially, right? That requires you to manually consolidate all your users across all your platforms, requires a decent amount of guesswork, and it doesn't give you all the data you need about the tools you're using. Alternatively, a tool like Tidely All Access, which you can find at tidely.com, just click on pricing. It gives you all those tools in a single set of, a single suite of tools that coordinate with one another automatically, it requires zero guesswork gives you maximum data and capability on the back end, enabling you to design your website, analyze giving data, see the engagement level of every single user, send mass email marketing and text marketing all from the very same dashboard, right? If you want your church to grow, you need to start thinking about tools that scale. And 99 times out of 100, scalable tools are enterprise tools. Scalable tools are enterprise tools. Opt for comprehensive enterprise solutions, not a bootstrapped collection of loosely coordinated single application tools. Number six, this is going to be a really hard pill for a lot of churches to swallow, remote work. Remote work is becoming increasingly common in the modern workplace because there are significant benefits for both the employer and the employee, but it's also happening in the church, right? Benefits of remote, of rather benefits of remote work are that it, well, Number one, it attracts more talented applicants to the position. Number two, it enables more productivity by enabling more flexibility. Number three, it provides an opportunity to improve communication and reporting protocol, which is uh, uh, an enormous obstacle for a lot of churches that have informal protocols. Number four, makes the opportunity for a better work-life balance for your, for, for your employees and your staff and even your volunteers and your members. So the benefits of remote work for both the employer and the employee is, is several, really several hundred items long, but it's something businesses are incorporating into their business packages more and more. Churches would be wise to consider implementing this model into their workplace philosophy more, especially if it struggles with efficiency, but has a high level of trust among the church leadership team. And if you don't have that trust, then you have deeper work to do. But if you have that trust established, remote work is the next step, at least in some degree, right? And I'm not saying 100% remote all the time because the church uh, is an events business. But number seven comes to brand vitalization. So churches that are brand savvy tend to grow faster. That is just a fact, right? Churches that know how to brand, care about marketing, paid for uniform brand assets, invest in creatives in the church, create and support creative and communications teams, right? Branding is important because it's the first thing people see when they find you on the internet. And if you're doing it well, it's the first thing people see when they pull into your parking lot and enter your building. Your, your church brand really is just a way of talking about a, a, a symbolic way of representing a feeling people have when they engage with your church. 
The reason branding is important is because it signals to new and existing users that your brand cares about the details. It signals that your organization is, su is sufficiently stable and equipped to invest in eye-catching and creative front-facing assets. It signals that your organization is strategic, it's professional, it's modern, it's buttoned up. Poor branding signals that your church is not sufficiently stable or equipped to invest in its front-facing assets, which is often taken as indicative of deeper and abiding unprofessionalism in the organization, right? You only get one chance, one chance at a first impression. The level of care and creativity you invest in architecting your brand, from your slogan to your logo, to your UX strategy, to your primary fonts, to your brand's color palette, indicates how much you care about your first impression and therefore about growth. Companies understand this. Churches likewise shouldn't be reluctant to go all in on creating a stylized and intentionally crafted brand identity with its own visual identity system that uniquely signifies the experience of your brand. So the business world has a lot to teach churches about success, even if the primary tools of each organization are different. Both businesses and churches are on a mission. While that mission may be very different for each ent entity, right? The principles of success, outreach, user acquisition and retention and branding, financial best practices, scale and appropriate tools. All those things have enormous overlap. And if you want your church to benefit from the evolving insights of the modern business world, then remember that your church needs number one analytics dashboards and the ability to capture those analytics with a, with an enterprise level tool. Number two, a revenue growth priority. Number three, digital optimization. Number four, organizational professionalism. Number five, enterprise solutions. Number six, remote work. And number seven, brand vitalization. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.